Sunday night, 7 o'clock, time for the, the November 13th edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Uh, Jerry, that's me. I'm hanging out in Portland. Jim is somewhere I, right on the East Coast. I believe he is in New Jersey, fast asleep at the moment. Uh, and we have, for the second week in a row, uh, Vince is hanging out with me. Vince Lee, uh, regular caller on the show, backup host. Vince, it's a pleasure. Two weeks in a row, we're going to just build on our momentum of last week, and we're going to keep things rolling. I love it. I love it, Jerry. Uh, no, not to put a feather in my cap here, but I think I'm getting a knack for this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you definitely get more comfortable as you go. Uh, Rich is hanging out in the studio. I want to thank him for, for doing the engineering and getting everything rolling. Um. Vince, it's, it's funny. I, I was thinking about kind of how to start the show, and I had this realization this morning, and I think you can appreciate this This as a sports fan. Um, obviously, the t- I want the teams that I root for to be good. I, I, win, I, I want the teams to be good. It makes me more invested. But the amount of free time I have on a Sunday now, now that I know that I just don't need to worry about the Raiders – and the same thing with like the Lakers during the week where because they're so bad, I don't need to worry about watching the games. I have so much more free time to get stuff done now. Totally. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that's fair. Uh, it was nice today to know the Buccaneers were playing at 630 and Xfinity doesn't have the NFL network. So yeah. my morning was I, my morning was free. You could do a dog walk and do all kinds of stuff. And yeah, no, it's. I think your dad's got it down with the the taping of the game. Yeah, and yeah. going back and watching it whenever he wants because that that really is. You avoid commercials, you avoid all the nonsense, and you can watch it on your own time. So yeah. as long as you're, as long as he's strong enough not to check scores, which obviously he is. Like I, I wouldn't be able to not look at the phone and be like, oh, what's the score of the game? Is it worth yeah. watching later? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and look, some I feel like some fans might uh, might give me a hard time. Uh, that, oh, you're not a true fan because you don't watch the teams when they're bad. It's like, no, I don't give them the the respect of watching them when they're bad. I expect more of my franchises. This is not this is not being a fair weather fan. Is they they don't deserve my attention. I am a privileged sports fan. Well, if you were a fair weather fan, you'd be you'd be using that time to watch a, another team that was sure, good. sure, you know, absolutely, that. yeah. So I think that, yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, I'll, I'll watch my teams when they're mediocre, just because I, I you know, I, I grew up. So I, I grew up basically being a Braves fan, and they were always on TBS when I was a kid. But they were mm-hmm. they lose a hundred games every year, you know. But it was the only game on, so I was kind of like stuck watching my team lose. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's torture. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, welcome everybody uh, to the Sports Phone. I'm really looking forward to hanging out with everybody this week. Um, if you are new to the show, this is your first time tuning in here on KZYX, and you're not quite sure what's about to happen uh, for the next 55 minutes and ch- or or so. Um, Vince and I are here to talk about sports. Uh, we are both really, really passionate sports fans. We've been athletes, or still are athletes. Uh, we've coached a ton. Um, and a lot of our day-to-day interactions, they're all about sports. You know, we'll just text each other back and forth during games, things like that. And we wanted, like, we love to spend this one hour a week opening up uh, the, the the phone lines here on KCYX to the larger listening audience, uh, so we can talk about sports with everybody. It can be anything that's sports related. It can be professional, high school, college, rec league stuff, questions, quizzes 
rants, opinions, anything you want to talk about, as long as it is some way, shape, or form connected to sports. If Vince and I want to hear about it, we'll lend our opinions. Uh, you can change the topic. If we're talking about something that you just don't find all that interesting, just give us a ring. As long as it's sports-related, it's open forum, anything you want to talk about uh, going on in the world of sports. Number to do that is 707-895-2448. We're going to take start taking calls here in just a little bit, um, but feel free to get on the line if you are ready with something you would like to talk about. Again, the number is 707-895-2448. Uh, Vince, just had a couple of high school sports updates I, I wanted to get Perfect. out in into the world. Uh, a couple of little ones, and I know then you had one you wanted to kind of uh, hype up and sell for uh, or kind of hype up and kind of preview coming up. Um, but first, want to give a shout out to the Anderson Valley Panthers who run the table and win uh, Division Three for boys soccer. They get a 2-1 victory over uh, San Francisco Waldorf. That game took place on the ninth, so earlier in the week. Good two one them. victory at home, yeah. And, and I think we mentioned this a little bit last week. Uh, and I don't know if there's a second level of playoffs that AV is going to go to. But if you've never had a chance to watch Anderson Valley soccer, two one, they're the one seed. San Francisco Waldorf is the two seed. This is not an upset in any way. It's not a surprise that Anderson Valley can beat these private schools from from the Bay Area. This is no. one of the best no. soccer teams in the county uh, for small school soccer. Yeah, I would imagine they'd be very competitive with like a Cloverdale or mm-hmm. uh, even some of those bigger schools. You know, like I, I just feel like that team's pretty disciplined, and and that's just a sport they know well. Yeah, I, I remember growing up when I was in like third to kind of sixth, seventh grade times. Um, back when the playoff brackets were a lot bigger, and there were just a lot more schools that covered a large area, we would always go watch AV play in like the semifinals when they would move it from their regular stadium or their regular field. They play uh, at where the, uh, they'd play at the fairgrounds because they just needed more fans. And the environments of those games were always so much fun playing against those, those city schools uh, that would come up. It was just such a good time. So shout out to Anderson Valley for, for getting the championship and bringing it home. Yeah. And then one other announcement uh, of games that are still ongoing or game, not games, but uh, playoffs that are still ongoing Uh, in division seven football. So this is on the smaller end of school size, couple uh, Lake County schools still in it. Uh, Clear Lake will be playing Kelseyville. That will be on the 18th at 7 p.m. That's a two seed versus the six seed with a trip to the championship game uh, on the line there. Again, two seed versus uh, six seed interleague game should be really fun. That'll be at Clear Lake High School at seven o'clock. So if you want to go watch some good Lake County football, uh, you can do that uh, right there at Clear Lake High School. Um nice. Yeah, and, and I mentioned this kind of throughout the weeks. There were a lot of other teams that played and got eliminated or kind of didn't get uh, to where they may have been hoping for. Want to give a blanket shout out to all those schools that made runs into the playoffs. Uh, it just, you know, it's, it's always impressive when I go through the brackets and see the number of Mendocino County and Lake County schools that, that get into the playoffs and make deep runs. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so want to give let them, let them know they did a good job. Yeah, for so, sure. What, what, and you got a shout out. You're going to hype one up for us. Uh, yeah, I, I, I bumped into a, a you know a four brag coach Tim Anderson and uh, the Mendocino boys coach Matt Winslow. And uh, Tuesday you got four brag versus Mendo. You've got you know the talking girls. basketball. So, so yeah, this yeah, I'm sorry. This is a, a boys and girls basketball. Um, it's only uh, varsity girls and JB boys and varsity boys. So I believe Jerry, correct me if I'm wrong. Those would be four, five, thirty, and seven. If it's traditional, I don't have the schedule okay. in front of me, but yeah, traditionally it'd, it'd be that four, five, thirty, and seven. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would say if you're in the area, you want to see some good local basketball. Um, 
you know, go check it out. It's at the Mendo Gym Tuesday, I believe, starting at uh, at four o'clock. Yeah, and I'm I'm a little bit biased to this. I think Vince might be as well because he coached <laughs> at Mendo for a long time. That's where <laughs> I played. But if you talk about if I'm putting a list together of kind of small school coast, small school county rivalries uh, of like the big games on the coast, I'd, I'd argue for Mendocino Fort Bragg to be in that list uh, for a lot of reasons. Big school versus small school. I, I remember the first time I heard about it. It's the it, it, just if you look at the way the towns are named, it's the city of Fort Bragg versus the village of Mendocino. Exactly. So just that alone just got me fired up for that game every year. Uh, yeah, really good basketball there. So and I think it's fun. It it's fun too, Jerry, because you, you you know it, it, usually Fort Bragg is going to win those games, but right. the every so often Mendo puts together the squads that can make the upset, and that's what I think really makes that a fun rivalry. Is is it's not always going to be four brag on top occasionally mendo can come through and, and make a competitive game and occasionally pull one off yeah, so I, yeah. I look forward to that I'm, I'm probably going to make the trek the long oh nine ten mile trek to mendo <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little bit longer for me if i was trying to do it but hopefully it'll get, oh, uh, get streamed no, and i'll, I'll no take doubt. a look at it yeah. 707-895-2448. Phone lines are open. If you've got anything you want to talk about in the world of sports, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you would like to talk about. Uh, before we get into On This Day in Sports, I want to throw out our trivia question for the week. Uh, and Vince, this was one that you got pretty quick. I, I think you had to think about it for a second, and then then it clicked for you. I think it was your second guess that you got yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, so real simple, uh, MVP uh, known as most valuable player. It's given out to all, uh, you know, it's given out pretty much any league across the world has some form of an MVP uh, that is voted on in different forms. Uh, I would like to know uh, who the first NBA MVP was to win the award by unanimous vote, meaning there wasn't a mixed bag of first place votes. Uh, this player got all the votes uh, and it was a unanimous decision and he became the first uh, uh, unanimous elected uh, league MVP in the NBA. Give us a call if you know the answer to that or if you got anything you would like to talk about, 707-895-2448. And with that, Vince, it is November 13th. You got anything fun to happen for me today? Oh, I think so. I think so. Uh, 1875. Ooh, we're going way back. We're going way back here. Harvard versus Yale, the first college football game wow. with, uni with uniforms. Wow. So not the first college football game, obviously, but the first one where the, each team had their own representative uniform. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so, great. It's, that's one of those ones I think about where it doesn't matter what the records are. There's these kind of like staple games that are going to find their way on television, no matter how bad the two teams are like army versus Navy, Harvard versus Yale. There's these yep. groups of games that just have this tradition behind them where they're getting on national TV, no matter what kind of situation. And, and they're, they're probably the two teams that played the first college football game. You know, mm -hmm. if, if I looked it up. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So kind of an interesting one, a little sad here. Uh, 1982 WBA lightweight champion, Ray Mancini beat South Korean challenger. I'm going to probably mess this up. Duck Koo Kim by TKO in the 14th round. Now Kim collapses falls into a coma, and dies four oh, days no. later. As a result, the WBC shortens its title belts to 12 rounds. They used to be 15. Oh, interesting. W okay. Yeah, the WBA, the WBO followed in 88, six years later, and the IBF in 89. 
So that that bout basically led to everybody shortening their title bouts to twelve rounds instead of fifteen. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I, I've twelve rounds seems like a lot and oh. to a certain degree. Like, I can't imagine it, especially when you compare it. And I know that they're very very different sports, but you compare it to the what three or five rounds that Ultimate Fighting does. Yep. Yep. It, Ultimate and, and again, Fighting. I know it's a totally different sport, but yeah, and I think that's, that's are- crazy. And I think those are five-minute rounds for Ultimate Fighting. Yeah, yeah. Boxing is three minutes, but still, you know, 15 rounds is 45 minutes of boxing. Yeah. And people wonder why Muhammad Ali, maybe if Muhammad Ali was only doing 12 rounds, he might not have had maybe, I don't know, that's a, you know, throwing yeah. it out there for his head issues. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so that that happened in 82. And then the last one that kind of is interesting, uh, 1985, Dwight Gooden, at the age of 19, is the youngest 20-game winner and Cy Young Award winner. Hmm. Okay. So that uh, those are those are the three. Everything else is, uh, you know, at this time of the year, it's all MVPs of baseball and sure. Cy Youngs. And <laughs> that, so that, that that, that's one of my. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. A 19 year old. That's pretty impressive. That, uh, that's one of my favorite things with when we're looking at on this day in sports is it's these reflections of oh yeah we're in this part of the year. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's like we're at this time of the year. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And it, the, I guess that my thought with that that's interesting is I guess you wouldn't see 19 year olds nowadays really have a chance to be on a major league roster for that long to get that many wins with how they're usually called up later in the year and, and things along those lines. 19 would be a surprise nowadays uh, for, for baseball. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, you get some guy like Bryce Harper came in at 19, but he's a position player. You don't get a lot of pitchers that young jumping to the big leagues anymore. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's definitely yeah. the way they, they treat everybody's arms, um, you know, very delicately. So, yeah, that, that that's definitely an impressive thing. Of course, his career fizzled pretty quickly after that. So Yeah. 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Phone lines are open. 707-895-2448. Anything you would like to talk about if you know the answer to the question. uh, First MVP in the NBA that was elected unanimously. Feel free to give a call and answer uh, that question if you've got anything with that. So, Vince, I don't remember how this came up. When it, like how we we came to this topic. Um, and I think it's going to be a good one. I, I think it's a fun conversation because it's a part of sports that uh, I people don't think about a whole lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Sports are played in these massive venues, yep. and you have to power those venues. Yes. Um, and somehow we got on the topic of sports stadiums and sustainability, sports stadiums yep. and green energy. Yep. What piqued your interest about this? Well, why did you kind of think this could be a fun thing to talk about? I, I mean, where we, where we live, you know, first off, like you know, you, you're in Portland, which is a pretty, uh, you know, uh, conscious town. Sure. I, I moved to California in this particular region because of you know the kind of living that people normally do here, as far as trying to be sustainable, and I love sports. And we also have a huge topic of climate change that we talk about all the time. And it's, it's, you know, sometimes we forget that sports are part of the world as well. And, you know, we, you know, on this show, you know, specifically, we sometimes, you know, we don't want people talking about politics, but in a way, sports is, is, is politics in a way. How do you justify watching and rooting for this, this conglomerate that we have is the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever it is. 
what are what is it maybe I just started thinking like what are they doing right now mm-hmm. to you know combat the amount of miles they fly the amount of waste that's left over at those stadiums when people leave you know all these things it's like I, it just kind of crossed my mind of like wow you know we're in a, a world where people are talking about what everybody's doing to try to be be environmentally sound so this show is all about sports what are sports doing you know it yeah, just seemed like a topic sure. that i feel like around here especially would should garner some interest yep for sure uh and we have some cool stats we're going to get to but first hello caller you on the air uh hi i um i don't follow sports a whole lot and totally off the topic you were just talking about mm-hmm. but i was curious on your opinion um i i have this opinion like when when someone cheats in a sport like i have a very hard time forgiving them in future successes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i'm bringing that up because like so the astros just won what their fourth world series yeah and they caught caught cheating a couple of years was it two world series ago yeah, I believe it was oh, 2017 was was what stands out for. But regardless, they they got caught cheating. More like yes. right. more so, big and, and that's happened in and and it's happened in other sports and I've followed other people and they get caught cheating and uh you know, maybe they get banned from the sport for a while or something. They come back and I just have a really hard time forgiving them and go, "Okay, right, they've cleaned up their act, whatever. They're not going to cheat this time." But so I'm just curious what your opinion is on like when people re-enter the, the playing field and they win again. And then you go like, well, did they really win again? Or are they, <laughs> yeah, you know, yep. was something going on behind the scenes? So what's your thought about that? Yeah, I, I think it's, I, so I'm not a big, uh, the biggest baseball fan. Um, Vince is the, the, the bigger of the two of us. And then we have a, a caller that kind of called and talked about us a little bit last week that the Astros as a team outside of Houston still have that kind of black cloud over them oh, where yeah. where they're they're looked at as cheaters and and I don't think anyone will ever get over that again outside of the city of Houston or or ever be able to fully get rid of any doubts and I think that's my biggest thing with it caller is regardless of the punishment unless you like outright ban the franchise and like you're never allowed to play a game again I think it's impossible for there not to be a seed of doubt when when the team gets let back in, regardless of if all the play if it's an entirely group, new group of players. I think it's impossible <laughs> yeah. to not have some some little doubt that there's not some shenanigans still going on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I kind of agree with you on that. It's whether it's a team and whether it's an individual or something. That I just like it. it seems like it. Personally, my own psychology about it is like, man, it's really hard to look at it and go like, oh, you're you're fresh, you're you're yeah. you know, <laughs> you're clean. Like I can see yeah. somebody who like commits a felony and gets out of prison. And you go like, okay, dude, I totally understand. I'm going to help you get better. Let's go. Rather than like somebody who like cheats and has this like it's like a mindset sort of thing to me. And I don't know. Anyway, I just thought no. I. Check in. I, I, I think you've got a good. I, yeah, I think you've got a good point there. It's 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 kind of two different things. I mean, a, a cheater is is really thinking it through and working a system and how to get around it. You know, somebody who maybe made a mistake and committed a felony because you you know you could make a bad choice, be in a bad situation. I think those are two different things in a, a completely. And a cheater is somebody who is almost like an addict is is going to go back to their you know their bad habits at some point. 
you yeah. would think. And and Vince, it's it's interesting. I think I think we we lost the call, but it's it's interesting. Um, or the caller might have hung up, but I, I think it's interesting. Where I I am always a observer of of trying to or not observer, but I'm constantly trying to understand why the level of punishments for whatever offenses are committed in leagues are what they are, and yeah. this is another one where I can't comprehend fully where like what is being used to determine the punishment and so the classic example this for this is Pete rose is banned from baseball and is never getting in the hall of fame for betting on baseball the astros got fined five million dollars lost and lost a couple draft picks for cheating to win a world series and so i just i don't i can't my brain can't (laughs) like can't figure those two things out so, I, yeah, that's the element that I, I always try to think about with these punishments. When there's punishments for these things is I don't understand where they're coming up with these decisions. Uh, and, and apparently because, you know, the, the was it Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Banned for a whole year. I'm not even sure if he's allowed back next year for, for betting on football. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you can beat your wife or do something exactly. egregious and you can be back in two weeks. Right. It, right. It's really, really odd to me, too. Like the, 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 the punishment does not fit the crime very often or or or, or is too much, yeah. you know, in some circumstances. Yep. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about in sports, whether it be this topic about cheating or anything else uh, you would like to talk about. Uh, still looking for the first NBA player to be selected as the unanimous league MVP. Uh, if you know the answer to that quiz question, feel free to give us a call. Uh, Vince, if you didn't have anything uh, else on on the cheating stuff, we could pivot back to kind of sports sustainability. Um, can you kind of summarize or, or kind of quickly fire off some of those travel statistics that you, that you yeah. read to me about how much teams have to travel? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this one. I got two things that, that basically are, are they pertinent here. So okay. the first one is uh, this is all the major league uh, top travelers. And this is going to be the NFL, the Premier League, which is uh, soccer, uh, Major League Baseball, NHL, and NBA. So the NFL actually travels – I'm sorry, the Premier League travels the least on average. They're, they travel 10,481 miles per team, and this is all airline miles. Okay. Um, uh, the NFL is 17,075 miles. The Major League Baseball is 70,454 miles. NHL is next at 83,787 miles. And then the NBA at 85,444. So the NHL is actually the highest. No, no, the NBA is 85 over 83. And, and the NBA has the highest Portland Trailblazers on average travel 130,000 miles a year in the air. So this is all airline miles, you know, right. so equivalent to, let me see if I can get some other stats here. Uh, this is just going to go into each league. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much like 22 to 3000 medium sized cars, but they would do every year uh, emissions wise. And yeah. then the other thing I looked at is the average amount of waste per, and I just typed in uh, arenas and stadiums. Sure. Uh, it's about 39 million pounds, so about 40 tons of waste per sporting event. So you I, can times that by every team has you know 41 games at home in the NBA, 41 in hockey. I mean, 81 games in baseball. It could be a NASCAR event, and that's I'm not even getting into NASCAR with the amount of you know 
or IndyCar or any of these that that are right. you know using you know basically driving around for <laughs> hours. Right. So right. yeah, it's it's sports do have a dirty side of them, but yeah. I do believe there are some positives upcoming. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and that's where kind of the, the the last stat I'll use. Then we'll pivot to the positive side of this, and kind of the the, the part that I think is more interesting is how they combat these things. Um, so the Dallas Cowboys, uh, they use at peak uh, demand on game days in their stadium, AT and T Stadium. Uh, they use ten megawatts of energy at peak peak level, uh, and that is roughly enough power to power about thirty six hundred homes. Um, and their energy capacity at AT&T Stadium is actually three times the size of a small country, as example, for an example of like Liberia. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's crazy. And, and even when we get into the, the good part of this, that was something that a lot of the articles that I found, I think you found as well, kind of acknowledge like this isn't perfect, but and it can't be perfect because of the travel and just the size of these places. But there definitely is an effort uh, to make these things better. 707-895-2448. Uh, give us a call if you've got anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. Um, so that was something, yeah, go actually, ahead. Jerry, uh, that the NHL has to, has been doing more recently is uh, more back-to-backs yep. against the same opponent. So you're, and it, it, it could be a travel, but but it's it's a short travel. It's not like you might even, might even have to take a flight. You know, like they're, they're using regional matchups to do a, a home and home mm-hmm. where there's no flying. And so it's like it's it's eliminated. And I got to find that one again uh, somewhere. But it, it eliminated a lot of their uh, their flight time. Like they, they dropped like 36 percent of their their flight miles over the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll definitely help uh, with leagues that are doing that and limiting, you know, the you know, playing, getting games out of the way, playing them back to back, things like that. That'll definitely help in the long term. It definitely chips away at it. Uh so when, when when Vince and I were looking into this, it was funny. We both came up with the first with the same name uh, for kind of the 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 top level kind of like prime example of a stadium that's trying to do this right, and that is uh, Climate Pledge Arena, appropriately named. Um, this is the home of the Seattle Storm in the WNBA and the Seattle Kraken. Uh, which is the the newest uh, National Hockey League team? I still argue it's one of the best sports team names in in the country. Uh, it's it. so good that logo, everything about it is is just yep. fantastic. So, uh, Climate Pledge Arena is 100% sustainable energy. Uh, all of their electrical composting, or, or excuse me, and that 100% sustainable energy includes all of their electric composting, recycling, and other environmental practices. The one that I thought was the coolest about this was there the rink itself is made up of uh 15,000 gallons of recycled rainwater uh yeah. so really really well done i didn't even think about that from a hockey standpoint is they're uh, skating around on on so water good. so you need I to get that water that. from like, somewhere that's, that's amazing yeah uh they are att- they will hope to be uh net carbon zero by uh 2040 so they're kind of the the prime example of this and then the other one of the other kind of really glowing examples of sustainability uh, in Major League Sports when we talk about stadiums is on the other side of the country, uh, out down in the south in Georgia. The Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, yep. 
Did you have those, Vince? I, I can grab them real quick for the for the I, Falcons. I have the, I have the Hawks. I didn't see the Falcons on. Yeah, it, I've but, got the Falcons stuff. But go ahead with the, the Hawks. Uh, yeah, uh, the first. Hawks basically. It, what I was reading here was you know they're they're awaiting the, their final certification that would make State Farm Arena the league's first zero waste venue. Uh, so they're not like you know carbon neutral as far as the energy use, but they're 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 more working on right now like where all the waste goes. Um, and so in 2019, only a little more than 10% of its waste was being diverted from landfills. Just two years later, and you know that would be 2021, so we're, we're really three years later, more than 90% was diverted for compost, reuse, or recycling. Uh, you know, so their, their, their goal is to basically, you know, eliminate waste. You know, I, mm-hmm. I want to – where did I see also they're, – they're basically by 2024 – are going to eliminate single-use plastics in the entire arena. So basically everything, you know, there'll be no more just bags of chips, I guess, or whatever, things like that, where it's like, you know, just the one-time bag use. So so I'd be curious to see how that moves forward and what they use, uh, but I, I commend them for, you know, trying to, you know, like I just said, the amount of waste per sporting event or uh, arena event was, it's, it's, it's crazy to think, you know, where's all that go? So, you know, I, I think that what they're doing is pretty amazing. And yeah. I don't know what the Falcons are doing, though. Yeah, so so the Falcons, um, I, I have just a little bit about them. They have uh, so 4,000 uh, panels on their stadium, uh, 29% uh, savings on their energy in terms of uh, electric electrical energy and, and other things there. Uh, I'm not sure what LEED stands for, L-E-E-D, but I keep seeing it come up in when I was doing this research. Uh, they are the largest, or they have a, a platinum certification uh, for, for that, which I know has something to do with sustainability. Um and they they save about forty percent of their liquids uh, in terms of reusing those types of things. Uh, mm-hmm. They also offer uh, some ride sharing and bike sharing services um, to and from events um, and, and things like oh, that, which, awesome. is, which is really really cool. And then the, the last two I wanted to call out, and and then we can kind of pivot from this, unless we had anything else. Are there's an, an international one that I think is really interesting in Taiwan. And then there is SoFi Stadium uh, down in LA, in LA where yeah. the Rams play. And, and the one that I, the thing I found that was really interesting about SoFi, and I'm thinking about this from like an architectural standpoint, is they have constructed their retractable roof in such a way where they can angle the panels of the roof to like optimize airflow and sun blockage and things like that depending on the time of day and the other conditions. And it's significantly helped their air conditioning costs um, because they, it helps them keep the stadium cool. And I never thought about that where you can just, if you vent the stadium in a certain way, um, that can really be, can, can save you a lot of energy. And then the yep. last one I had, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce it. It is a world stadium in Taiwan. Uh, it seats about 55,000 55, uh, people. It's primarily used for national team events. Um, but it also has 9,000 uh, photovoltaic panels on top of it. And oh, so when oh. it's not in use, they still run the panels and then they sell back that energy uh, to third parties. Um, and it comes up to about 1.14 uh, million kilowatt hours uh, per year. So they're still finding a way to use the stadium and use the solar panels on it, even when the stadium itself is not in use. That's 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 smart. I mean, that, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that... You know that that needs to happen uh, yep. for sure. Um, yeah. The other one, they're also putting LED lights are pretty much like used in every you know major sporting arena at this point. So 
Uh, they're they're cost effective and lower your energy costs as well. Uh, you know, there's there's so many things, and I, I love to see that there's people out there actually taking the time to implement this because I do believe that as more sports are affected, and I think this is a question that was brought up recently. You know, as more sports are affected by climate change, you know, they they almost can look at themselves and be like, well, what are we doing to to help prevent this? Yeah, and I, and I sure. think that's going to be something we see more often. Yeah, especially when you talk about these, you know, these are not government affiliated things. They're private entities that have owners that are not, you know, tied to any like Congress or any rules of the government that they have the money to do these kind of initiatives on their own. Um, yep. So I, I, I'm with you there. It's just I, I, it is really cool to see stadiums doing this. I think they all know they can continue to do better, but I think it's it's a place that you can really try to optimize and and streamline your your operations to kind of make things a little bit. Uh, as long as they're traveling as many miles as they are in the air, they're only going to do so much. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, there's there's, sure. there's yeah. Exactly. You can only go so far. But I I like you know I love the effort. I, I look forward to hearing more about. Uh, other other owners doing stuff. Yeah, absolutely. 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. 707-895-2448. Got about 25 minutes and change left on the show here. Still plenty of time to get on if you've got anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. Uh, still looking for uh, the first NBA player to be the unanimous uh, MVP of the league. First time it ever happened. Uh, they received all the first place votes. Um, Vince, I was thinking about a way to do a clue for this, and I can't come up with one because everything I think of, I think, is going to give it away. So I'm going to take a call instead. Uh, hello, caller, are you on the air? Perfect. Hello, caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Um, uh, this is Mark uh, from Little River. Um, very excited for Vinny's second show. And um, uh, my grandfather, who was a Hoosier, used to educate me about basketball. So my two guesses were going to be either Jerry West or Bob Pettit. And I feel like you've already sort of been giving the clue out there because of the Hawks. But um, I'm going to go with Bob Pettit. My girlfriend was uh, thinking Wilt Chamberlain, um, but I think that was like past the time period that you guys are talking about. But my guess is going to be either uh, Jerry West or uh, uh, Bob Pettit. So, Mark, it's interesting. Um, when I saw this question, I didn't see the answer to it. I just saw the question. And I my first thought was that era as well. Um, uh, the, the, neither of those is correct, but that was where my my mind went. <laughs> that it was, it was, <laughs> but that's where my mind wow. went, that it was something. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah. It, but I, I so really I got did. The I got the loser horns. <laughs> exactly. Exa <laughs> yeah, but but that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or yeah. something in the seventies or eighties. Um, this is. I I would I guess the clue I would give is I would say this is modern basketball that this happened. This is yeah, this happened in what I would recent. call is modern day basketball. Yeah, way way more recent for sure. Um, so, Mark, get to okay. your voice on well, the radio, buddy. Yeah, well, um, it's good to hear yours as well there, Vin, and uh, you guys carry on. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Vince, is, is that too much of a clue, modern-day basketball? No, I mean, it, that, that, I think that's good because that'll, that'll direct people to at least names that potentially – because I, I, I almost thought about older 
uh, players when you first mm-hmm. asked me, but I was like, no, I, I got a feeling this is like a, 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 a person who dominated, like, you know, right. and I didn't, I knew it wasn't LeBron, but I was thinking like a Shaq or a Kobe, but yeah, again, yeah. I, I second guessed them. I, I can't remember the name I actually gave you the first time, but it, Steph was quickly like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, Vince. <laughs> wait, did I just do it at Jim? No, you pulled a Jim, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, you're not immune to the you're not immune to the co-host curse. Oh, so man. for listeners, so for listeners that are a little confused, what just happened? Um, <laughs> this is the second time that the host or the that the co-host of the show that is not oh, me. The co- I'm the, I'm has, the co-host here, Jerry, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that has given that has given the answer out by mistake. Jim did it a couple uh, like a month or so ago, and Vince follows in his footsteps. So yes, the answer now that is out there is Steph Curry in 2016. Um, so that, that is probably this one of the was, most embarrassing moments in my sports history, Jerry. Right oh, there. I love it. I'm all for it. And Vince, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, and, and Rich, I'll get you in on this as well. Uh, between the three of us, Jim does not need to know about that. We'll keep, <laughs> oh, it, no. we'll keep it a secret. <laughs> oh, no. You know, you don't think he's going to go back and jukebox this? Come on. Oh, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll have the. They'll have the patience for it. Um, uh, but yeah, let's get this call on. Then we can we can talk about it a little bit more if we, if we want to. Hello, caller, are you on the air? <laughs> No, no, this is Mark again, and I'm going to double dip in classic uh, form uh, to respect Jim here and let him know that Vinny pulled the gym. Oh, Thank no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so, oh. oh, I love it. One, one quick disclaimer, and this is something I, I should have uh, said way off at the beginning of the show, and this is something that Jim is usually really good about. Um Unlike some shows that have different rules in terms of like you can only call once those types of things, there's there's nothing like that here on the sports phone. Vince, as Vince can uh, attest oh, to this, yeah. calls three four times a show sometimes. Um, Absolutely. Now, if there's calls uh, that are waiting, we might get you off real quick. Of course. But if you yeah, if, yeah, if you want to call uh, again, feel free seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Did I really uh, well, do that? It's okay. It's okay. I get it. Um, but yeah, so this was a team when you talk about. Again, modern day basketball. The this 2016 Steph Curry was the, I think, pinnacle of what modern day basketball has become in terms of offensive style, pace, shooting, those oh, types yeah. of things. Oh, this yeah. is the Warriors team that went on to finish 73 and nine. So obviously, you're going to give the award to the best player on the best team. Um, yeah, and that was a that was a heck of a team. Uh, that was that, very, very, that was that was a good team. Yeah. That was that was pre Durant, right? Yes, that was pre-Durant, and that all comes back to the best part, in my opinion, about this is this was the Warriors team that lost in seven games uh, yeah. to the Cavaliers, yeah. um, to LeBron's Cavaliers. Uh, well, that was yeah. that was yeah. Le- that was LeBron and Kyrie, though. So, yeah, that know, was that LeBron was, that, and Kyrie. He actually had somebody on the team that was comparable to LeBron. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you gotta, you know, that was that was a good that was a good Cleveland team because they had two really good amazing players and uh, enough people around them to uh, fill in the gaps. So I, it wasn't like the Warriors lost to a LeBron, you know, by himself with Deladova type of a thing. It was sure. Kyrie there as well. And I will say uh, watching Steph this year, man, he looks pretty good. Yeah. He still looks real good. Uh, not to go too far down memory lane with that NBA finals, but I, I still remember watching, I think it was either game five or game six when, uh, I was in Phoenix 
and I was in the airport and I was flying to Oakland. This was before Phoenix did uh, Phoenix to Santa Rosa when I to, as a flight. I had to do Phoenix to Oakland. And the there was a there was a restaurant right by the gate where I was. And it was just all Warriors fans, all Oakland people getting on that flight mm. that were going to fl- that were flying back. And it was a really cool environment. Uh, there were the people that were waiting to get on that plane. Uh, it was that's it was awesome. Stuff. But yeah, uh, Gold St- or uh, Steph Curry is the answer. Uh, thanks to Vince, he got the question yeah. right. Yeah, give him the bell for that. Um, uh, so we'll move on. 707-895-2448. Got about oh, twenty minutes left on the show here. Anything you would like to talk about? Give us a ring. Your uh, your dad's gonna love that, dude. Your, he is. He's he's gonna yeah, he's, he's gonna love that. He's going to talk about it for too long, too. He's going to talk about it for like the next year. Yeah, you're going to hear about that for the next like seven weeks. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well deserved, too. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, from there, I, I don't know where to go from there, Vince. I, I'm, I'm off my game a little bit with, with that. But well, here, did can you I, have can, anything? Yeah. What's, get, what stood out I, to you in sports recently? Okay. So I'm going to give you and the callers out there something to Google or okay. YouTube. It's unicycle hockey oh no <laughs> oh my gosh jerry i was scrolling through the other day and I, this thing popped up and it said the wayne gretzky of unicycle hockey and first oh. off i was like well what is unis i can i can picture this and you have to watch these guys on unicycles with a stick moving a puck around a, a gym it's insane what they can do and how they can actually stay on i thought ice skating would be hard I can't get on a unit. I can't even get up on a unicycle, let alone maneuver in three sixties and spins and move a puck around. It was that was the most interesting thing I have seen in sports this week. Was that. Oh my god! So yeah, I'm looking at the the 2014 World Championships right now. This is not a slow paced sport. Oh, it's crazy! Like there's a level of speed here that's that's really impressive. It's exactly. I will say it's exactly what I thought it was going to look like when, yeah. when you said it. Like if it, it, it's if you're envisioning, I, I think it's field hockey, but on unicycles. On it's unicycles, the simplest, yeah. <laughs> Forward, this backwards. Jeez, <laughs> this it's goes back to like, yeah. This is fascinating. It, it goes back, Vince. Like another thought I just had with this, where like it doesn't matter how good of a hockey player you you would you would be to do this, you still have to know how to ride a unicycle. Exactly. So I'm out immediately for the same reasons I can't play ice hockey because I don't know how to ice skate. I couldn't ever touch this sport. Oh, but it, but it, you can't stop watching it. You know, I'm like, no, well, I can't. I'm, I'm so like, what is going on there that it, it just wow? I was blown away, and I, I'm hoping people will go out there and look at this if you're listening because you will love it. It's just so fun to watch these people gracefully roll roll around and go back and forth, and it's 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 wild. It, it plays at a pace that just looks like ice hockey to a certain degree. Like there, it was almost the same thing, Jerry. I, I totally agree. Yeah. It's a like very, the, and their fluidity is like, wow. They, they obviously are all skilled unicycle riders, which is amazing. Again, like how many people are playing? There's a league for crying out loud. So there's, I don't know anybody who rides a unicycle and maybe one, one or two people, but wow. Like, there's a league. There's like eight guys on the on the court at a time for each team, or or five and five. So, yeah, that's that's a lot of people participating in, in what looks like a fun time for sure. Oh, this is great. I, I love yeah. it. I'm gonna. I'm down the rabbit hole. I'm down the rabbit hole. Of I was gonna say that for the end, hockey. but I felt like we were kind of like needing something fun to to, to 
just jolt us there. I, I figured you'd like that. Oh, that's great. No, I, I, every now, when people introduce sports, and we've had a few uh, mm. that have come up on the show that people have, have called and made us aware of that I had no idea was a thing. Um, well, pickleball, like, I never knew about. Now now I'm hearing about NBA players buying pickleball teams or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I guess if we're going to go down this road, I have two other kind of like bizarre sport, like, types of sports things that, that I've been waiting to talk about that we've never got to. Um, there might be something here. I'm curious kind of what your what your takes on these are. Uh, 707-895-2448. That's the number to call if you've got anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. Again, it doesn't have to be what Vince and I are talking about. If you've got anything you want to talk about to pivot the conversation, you can give us a call. 707-895-2448. Uh, Vince, the, so if we're talking about bizarre sports, I'm, I'm going to go this way. Do you have any history with the sport of slam ball? No, no. You have none. Did, had, none. did you did you know it existed prior to what us kind of talking about this? I think it was two weeks ago that we talked about this a little bit. Yes. Did you know of its existence? I did, yes. Okay. So for, for listeners that, that are have never heard of this sport, um slam ball was a basketball-ish sport that took place, it was at two years on, I think, Spike TV in 2002 and 2003. So that's how far back we have to go for this. Um, This was a sport where essentially you had a a basketball court in the middle. So kind of like, I'd say three-point line to three-point line is a basketball court. And then... The big twist is in the other part of the court, so kind of like the three-point line in, there are four trampolines. And it just is basketball, where, but it's much more physical. And wow. you have these guys going up off trampolines to you know make these crazy athletic plays. Um, there's a lot more contact in the sport. You know, they have like elbow pads and things like that. There's almost checking. I loved it. I, I I loved it, and at the same time, I understand why it immediately went away because, like, it's just it was so niche. But they're bringing it back uh, next year, twenty twenty three. Slam okay. ball is going to be coming back. Um, couple oh, little God. fun nuggets about the sport. So, uh, yeah, two points. I'm watching it right now. Yeah, regular <laughs> basket is two points. A dunk was worth three. Uh, and then a three point shot was worth three. There were all sorts of rules about. Uh, how movement had to be done on the trampolines uh, with like a player with the ball entered the trampolines. Um, they are going to do a uh, quick 20 minute games that they're going to isolate into kind of half hour tapings. Um, so they're going to make it really kind of quick and, and easy to digest. It's a really fun sport to watch. I have no idea if it's going to succeed, if they're going to get any traction. Um, but I, I loved it. I'm so happy this sport is coming back. There's so many unique rules to it. It's a really fun level of athleticism where you can combine these crazy athletes totally. with really good, with also really good basketball players, and then you have some that are just really physical. Vince, you've watched a little bit of it. What's what? What are your thoughts after watching a little? So bit? is it you? Is it you can only slam the ball, or can you shoot the ball? Like no, you can take a three point shot. Um, you, you can. can. So all these little spa, all these little pads have a different point 
total to them or is it is it threes and, and slams no it's threes and twos with dunks counting as three so there's no unique oh. scoring other than threes oh, okay. and twos i'm um, just watching high flying and i'm looking at the ball now wow the ball is totally different too yeah yeah uh, there are rules about movement in terms of like if you have the ball and you jump on a trampoline, there's rules about what you can do in terms of like your next jump or those types of things. There's some limits to that. Uh, but it's, it's a really, really cool sport. If anyone has a chance to go out and watch it, I definitely say take a look if you want to pull something up. Uh, it's this blend of kind of like hockey, basketball. It's it's really cool. I'm really excited it's coming back. I have no idea if it's going to sustain itself, but I'm great. I'm very grateful it's coming back. I mean, it's been a long time. I didn't realize how how long ago it stopped. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, it was two very short-lived years for that. It yeah, not- back in 2000 three or yeah, no, 2002 and 2002 and 2003. Wow. That's crazy. This is pretty, uh, <laughs> entertaining. I will say is what yep. I think that will be for yep. sure. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It, it, you don't have to be a basketball fan. I think to enjoy it, uh, there's a whole other, other, other level to it. That, that's really cool. Uh, 707-895-2448, about 10 minutes left on the show here. Uh, Vince, one other, I have one other kind of sport, that is coming that like a, a new twist on a sport that's coming out. Um, unless you had something else, I had, I had another one I could kind of draw to your attention. I don't know how much. No, I no, you about this throw one. it at. Okay. So Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. So two okay. of the kind of the, the pinnacles of golf, right? Icons of golf, Tiger, not nearly the player that he was. Uh, actually we'll get back to that in a second. Uh, hello caller. You're on the air. Let's get the call. Hello caller. Are you there? <laughs> I was. I was just listening to that interesting bell. Um, oh, it's sorry Tim about that. I did put my phone on silent. <laughs> it's Tim from Moscow, and I was just going to do a buzzkill um, for your program after you going off on these interesting sports. But I just wanted to bring up uh, Brittany Griner, and oh, yeah. um, um, this I find really quite astounding that she's been sent to the gulag. And I mm. hadn't realized that, that Russia has continued on with the gulags. Um, but there you have it. it. It sounds like her career is kind of over. Um, but, the, but the very fact that, that uh, Russia still has gulags, I, I don't care for, for Vladimir Putin at all, but I, I, I have nothing against the Russian people. But it just strikes me that... that um, Maintaining the gulags is a strike against them. Of course, we have our own prison systems as a strike against us. But there you have it. Um, and yes, that that is a sad update, but uh, an important one to 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 keep out there. So, um, folks can call in and discuss uh, Britney's plight, but it's going from bad to worse. Yeah, and, yeah, and and my understanding of it was kind of this was the next the next step that was going to happen just in the sense of she was only going to be in like the, whatever the, the court prison or the court detainment system was for so long. Like after she was found guilty, this transition was going to happen. I didn't know what that either, Tim, in terms of like what their prison system was like, if, if that's what we want to call it. Uh, <laughs> this It's such a tricky story. You know, I was talking a little bit about this with, with some people where it's just like, we're at a point in the Brittany Griner story where there's just not a lot of information that's going to get out because of where she is, their relationship with the rest of the world, where I really don't think unless something very 
drastic or tragic was to happen, I don't think we're going to know a lot about Brittany Griner and updates on her until, and this is a big if, until she gets released in some sort of prisoner swap. And that's an if at this point. I, but it's just, I don't know how much more we're actually going to know about what's going on until she gets released and she can kind of maybe talk to herself. Cause I don't think there's going to be a lot of public information about what her life and day to day, like life is there. It's not going to be fun. That's for sure. No, no, um, not at all. It's, it's, uh, what was your, I'm trying to find what her, her sentence was. How long? I she, believe, I believe it was, no, I believe nine? it's nine years. Nine years. Um, That's what I, I thought. Think okay. On appeal, or no, the appeal was was to avoid the sentence altogether. I altogether, she was found exactly. guilty for nine years. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so nine years. Yes, her NBA, her WNBA career is definitely over. Yeah. Um, if she actually has to serve that amount of time, which I don't, I assume they probably don't do a uh, good behavior thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so she would be forty one on release. Yeah. Oh, what a horrible. I mean. It, it, you know, it's it's tough for me to defend. Yeah, obviously, it was a very small amount of cannabis oil. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, there are places in this country where she would have also gone to jail. Obviously, not the same type of jail or situation or sentence that she would have gotten there. But it's hard in this country for you know. I mean, we live in Cal. I live in California. You live in Oregon. But if if she was in Kansas. She probably would at least have spent a couple nights in jail, you know, like it's so it's obviously what she's going through is really extreme. Um, But it was kind of it was kind of a weird thing for me to hear, you know, our country try to chastise or people, you know, chastise Russia for arresting somebody for cannabis to begin with. Um, Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead, No, no, you you, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, that's been kind of the the back and forth that that Jim and I have had talking about this together and then also with some calls where it's like it's this weird situation of it's it's odd to criticize another country's legal system in, in a way where it's like she got caught and broke laws in another country so at some level you kind of have to respect that my take on it has always been I, I just wish it was the whole international relations part has made this so much more complicated than, than, it, than it may have been for another athlete in another country in a different situation. Where if Russia Absolutely. wasn't in the situation where that it was, maybe Griner gets out earlier or it's not as big of a spectacle. There's 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 so many elements to it in that way. But that 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 is definitely the worst part about it. Is she's she's not caught up in just having cannabis on her. She's caught right. up in a whole other world of just you know, geopolitics, you know, politics. So it's a bummer because again, you know, any state in this country, I, our country, I'm pretty sure she would not be looking at what she's looking at right now. You know, would she have spent a few nights in jail? Maybe, maybe being a professional athlete, maybe not, but there are still places here where you can go to jail for that. And a lot of people do. Yeah. And there's, there's an article that that Jim and I have been uh, waiting to get to, but I think now that that this got brought up uh, better time than, not a better time for it. Uh, there was a concerted effort by WNBA players now that their season has kind of transitioned and is over. Uh, not many of them, if any, have gone back to Russia to play professionals, to play mm. like in the off season. They've looked for other places to play. Um, I think Asia is, is a lot like chi- I think China and Russia are the two primary ones to like my understanding of it, where they go play in the off season. Oh, so there's and, been a go ahead. 
<laughs> well, the weird part about that is like, oh, we're going to avoid Russia. We'll go. And we're going to go to China, right? Right. <laughs> oh, that got a lot better. <laughs> yeah, but they 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 definitely made an effort to not go back to Russia um, for the off season, where a lot of WNBA players play. And the thing that I've always found really fascinating about that is most of them make more money playing in the off season for these international uh, teams oh, yeah. in other countries than they do in the oh, WNBA. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're trying to find other places to play. I think, uh, yeah, there, there needs Asia and other places in Europe. Yeah. There needs to be leagues in like New Zealand and Portugal, like really real. cool countries that are, that are fun to go to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but I am glad that Tim brought that up because it, it's something that, you know, is, is I'm waiting. I was waiting for kind of like big updates and this was one that I just missed, you know, from a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's not even a big update, really. We knew what her sentence was. And if right. you know the right. Russian penal system, you know she's going to go to a, a, a gulag or something of that sort. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't have the uh, the county jail, the state pen, and the, the federal. It, it's pretty much all kind of not great. Um, right. And especially if you're uh, somebody that they can play political games with, they're going to put you in the worst places possible. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, Vince. We got one. We got one last call. Let's get him on real quick. Get on it. Yeah. All right. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Going to give you about a minute. What's on your mind? Okay. I'm just. I'm just double dipping this, Tim. Again. Oh, I, I really want to. I want to stress. It's not prison. It's the gulag. Um. And and in case you've never read One Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich, um, these are the places that that uh, Stalin uh, put his political prisoners. Um, yeah. And okay. they're just essentially work camps. Uh, there's uh, millions of people have with, died there. Millions of people. Yes, people. yes, and yeah. the fact that that they still exist is somewhat horrifying, and the fact oh, yeah. that they decided that to put Brittany Griner in the gulag is just completely mean spirited. Um, it's just uh, you know, Tim, it's, it's, beyond it's, the, play, it's the playing their, it's, it's playing their political card. There's no way that this actually justifies them putting her there, other than the fact that she's a name that is being talked about here in this country. Well, I, I, I understand that, but as I say. I have no real complaint against the Russian people, but but this um, right. is kind of a, a, a black mark uh, that's taken them down a, a peg. They're sort of kind of falling in with um, Vladimir Putin. It's so, inhumane. Anyway, sure. Yeah. There, there, there you go. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I'm glad I'm glad Tim did make that distinction. Absolutely. Um, Thanks yeah. for double dipping. For sure. All right, last minute here. We're going to wrap it up. Vince, are oh. you are you prepared to go back to being a regular caller next week? I mean, I don't have a choice, so <laughs> I'm 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 there at this point. From from about thirty seconds from now, I'm a caller. But anytime you and Jim are unavailable, I am always willing to to fill in. I enjoy it. It's been a pleasure to uh, chat with you, and um, I look forward to the next time. Awesome. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Rich, thanks for holding it down in the studio. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back next week with uh, the next edition of the Sports Phone. Thanks, everybody. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.